Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Teachers, administrators, and other school staff play an important role. Education can be a shining light, and it's really the equalizer for everybody. You are making a difference in people's lives, including your students. You can have a really bad day at school and still realize that what you're doing is making a bigger difference. We are the best profession in the world next to doctors, but even a doctor had a teacher. Find what helps at cdcfoundation.org slash how right now. A supportive work environment can help everyone working in schools stay resilient. Just finding people that can reassure me that I'm doing my best and that there are people out there who understand me and can help me through these situations. You are not alone. Leaning on each other uh, and colleagues in education is, is essential. You have to. We take care of one another. Find what helps at cdcfoundation.org slash how right now. That's cdcfoundation.org slash how right now. Why do only wolves and Forster work? La 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 Welcome to another episode of ITN, episode 132. Title, Mush? Only Wolves and Forster. Yes, and you can tell from that theme tune at the start. <laughs> excellent, excellent work, Mush, as always. Although I thought, you know, a little bit over the top, perhaps. Much like a Bruno Fernandes penalty. Hey, well, who dares, Raymond, who dares? <laughs> uh, today, we will be mostly talking about Sunday afternoon's frustrating visit of Wolves. Uh, and we'll also discuss Tuesday's penalty shootout victory over Sheffield United at Bramall Lane. Uh, I'd rather talk about that. I would, yeah. Uh, we'll have Tim back with us, well, hopefully anyway, uh, to help us prepare for our trip to Stamford Bridge next Saturday as we head into October. October already? Is that right? I fucking believe it, man. Yeah, soon be Christmas. Um, but before all that, uh, we have the one and only Dipstick Kevin, the Moscow Mush Milverton. Au revoir, Kevin. Oh, shut up, you tart. <laughs> How are you after that? Uh, yeah, I want to say lovely jubbly, but um, <laughs> it's definitely not. I'm frustrated, I think. Frustrated, frustrated is the word, yeah. I'm very, very, very frustrated with that. Just Yeah, I just feel like I'm shaking my head all the way home. Just like, just can't believe it. I, you know, you don't put the performance in. You get what you deserve, don't you? So. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, how's your week been anyway, leading up to that? 
Um, Dire end to it. Been a bit samey, you know. It's fitting ends to the week then. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's just been it's been busy with the um with the with the double game week and stuff, but. Yeah, and then just a disappointing end to it with this with this result. But yeah, how how's yours been anyway? I'm sure you've been a lot more busier than I have. Um, yeah, I know I've been quite busy, yeah, of course. But uh, yeah, I was hoping that you know there'd be a bit of light relief uh, with Russian Grand Prix and the uh, and Saints with a chance to get three points. But uh, <laughs> yeah, at least the Grand Prix was interesting. Well, I mean, you had an, a, a Ukrainian win a, a boxing title. So. Oh yeah. I mean, this this podcast will be out by Monday, so I'm guessing there's no spoilers, right? Everyone will know the result by then. So if you were hiding from it and you were listening to the to Radio Silent, um, yeah, they repeated that quite a few times. Oh, um, okay. But yeah, we didn't mention that. Uh, yeah, this is uh, only fools and horses theme, not just because of the brilliant pun, but uh, to pay tribute to the late John Chalice, of course. Yeah, devastating that was. That um that news came out during our recording last week, I believe, didn't it? And it was like, wow, you know, because only Fools and Horses was a massive part of growing up. Well, for both of us, really, wasn't it? And it's yeah, of course. Boise was my favourite. Just, just every scene with Boise in is just something to remember. And it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's really, really sad. Really sad. Difficult one that. Yeah, it was difficult because I mean, I was, I just saw on Twitter that he was doing a tour. He'd done some uh, documentary about him in Serbia because Only Fools is quite popular out there. And he'd just come back and he's doing some sort of speaking tour. And the next thing I hear is he's dead. Yeah, shocking. Devastating. But yeah. So this is our little uh, ode to him. Yeah. Um. Anyway, before we get into the news, uh, just a quick reminder, uh, if you appreciate what we do and you feel like you could buy us a pint, then please head to buymeacoffee.com forward slash in that number. Pint or whatever your tipple is. Baileys yep. and Cherry Aid or... <laughs> Team Maria and Lucas Aid. <laughs> yes. Right. Uh, shall we get into the ITN news mesh? Oh, uh, you may as well. Bonnet de douche. <laughs> this is ITN in that number news. OK, then, Kevin, ITN news. Uh, I want to start off with the Jack Stevens news, uh, news on his knee injury. It's not good. It's worse than we thought it was going to be. There's me saying last week that we could see him back after the international break. Um, but he's out for around three months. That's horrible news for him and for the club. Um, he's had problems with that right knee before, um, which is more problematic, I suppose. And there's tendon damage, I've heard. So lengthly time then yeah chateau nerf de pap <laughs> i don't know maybe not maybe not um we we did have um carabao cup draw of course after our victory at bramall lane um and it's gifted us a trip to stamford bridge in round four yeah thanks for that harry did you see harry redknapp was doing the draw so thank you very much Deliberately didn't watch it for that reason. That tie should be taking place on Tuesday the 26th or Wednesday the 27th of October, sandwiched between Burnley and Watford games on the Saturday, so probably the Tuesday, I reckon. I hope it's the Tuesday anyway, because it's Gemma's birthday on the Wednesday, and I, 
you know, I, I want to be watching the game. Are you, sure, are you sure you want to be watching the game? I don't know anymore. I don't know. I mean, yeah, you think it could be. I mean, those games against Burnley and Watford are crucial. You'd think that he'd prioritise them if he had his wits about him. Yeah, just like the game next week, though. That's pretty crucial as well. Um, and actually, while, while we're on the subject, fixtures for October then, Mush. Um, starting mm. with that Chelsea one next week. Um, away, Stamford Bridge, tough one. Uh, and then we play Leeds at home, who are struggling. Uh, Burnley at home, who are also struggling. But then it's that Carabao Cup tie with Chelsea. And then we end the month with an away trip to Watford. So how many points are we going to pick up there? So that's, that's Chelsea away. You've got the international break. Leeds at home, Burnley at home, Chelsea in the cup, Watford away. We've got to be taking points against Burnley and Watford, yeah? Have to. Yeah, I think... I did. People have got asking questions now about Ralph. Um, they will be if we don't get anything from those. Um, I was looking a little bit further ahead because the November fixtures have been announced. And, uh, yeah, Saints uh, against Villa at home. Fireworks are going to go up on bonfire night as they come to St Mary's on Friday the 5th at 8pm. It's going to be a tasty little fixture, isn't it? That is, yeah. And uh, well, Tim is coming over for that game. so And hopefully you, Lucky Kevin. People. Oh, yeah. Can I dream? Oh, but yeah, back to my question. How many points? Six. OK. All right. Well, I'm thinking points against Burnley and Watford. I mean, I'll take a point against Leeds. Probably going to lose to Chelsea, aren't we? So, I mean, I'll be happy with seven um, and, and then progressing in the cup. That would be nice. That would be, be a good month. It would be, yeah. Um, before we get into Lone Watch, Kevin, have you got any news that you want to add? Um, just a couple of bits. I mean, we talked about Jack Stevens' injury being serious. Um, yes, Stu's still out with that nondescript injury. Um, however, Walcott is back in training, so that's good news, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I um, thought he was going to be in- included in the squad today, if I'm honest. A couple of other bits of news. Um, apparently, I'm not quite sure why the transfer rumours have started already. but <laughs> I didn't realise they had. <laughs> Well, apparently we're interested in uh, hole winger King Lewis Potter. So, yeah. <laughs> OK. You heard right. it here. Um, and it's, I'm amazed at how many sponsors that we can announce in one season. But uh, Learn Crypto is the club's new training kit partner. And I wouldn't mention it at all if it wasn't for the negative reaction on social media. Uh, it's uh, It's basically another form of gambling and education platform is just basically a, another front for, for gambling in a different form. Although I have heard that the government's looking to step in and uh, ban gambling companies as uh, football shirt sponsors. Yep, uh, I've heard that too. That'll be, um, yeah, that'll be welcomed, I think. Yeah, I mean, I don't imagine they'd lose a huge amount of revenue, but they'd find a way to get the names of these companies plastered everywhere. Of course. Of course they will. Um, right. Uh, Lone Watch, Kevin? Um, go on then. Uh, Kane Ramsey, uh, crew, lost 3-1 to Morecambe. He played all 90 minutes. Uh, and then they were away to Rotherham on Saturday and they drew 1-1, a 91st minute equaliser from the spot. And again, he played all 90 minutes at that one. Um, they remain in 23rd place. Dan and Lindelou's Lincoln uh, away to Burton on Saturday. Big, big win. 2-1. Uh, and Lindelou started for the first time, but was taken off with two minutes to spare. And now they have moved up to 17th. So there's some light for Lincoln. Uh, and Crawley Town's Will Ferry 
home to Bradford on Saturday. They won 2-1 and he scored his first goal. So great news for Will Ferry. And they've moved up to eighth now, Crawley. Dizzy. Mm. Um, uh, next week, Kevin, we have to do our player and goal of the month for September. <laughs> we only scored two goals, so it's going to be, um, yeah, it's going to be a 50-50 one, that. Uh, but we need to put these polls up in the week, so you're going you're to do that, I guess. Yeah, I'll have to do what Southampton FC do and include the women in B team. Oh, the B team's not scoring. <laughs> no, no. Certainly not. Um, and speaking of the B team, uh, more misery for them at home uh, at, at St. Mary's last Sunday, lost 2-0 to Burnley. Uh, Harry Lewis was sent off in the first half. Uh, and then home to West Brom at the Snow Stadium on Thursday evening. They lost 6-0. Just keeps getting worse. It cannot continue like this, can it? Bojack out. Mm, you Bojack Gal, Ralph, everyone's getting out. Everyone's out. Uh, next up, they got Birmingham on Monday the 27th, and that's a 1.30 kickoff. That's a strange time for a Monday. Never mind. Uh, women's. <laughs> Again, the women's. I mean, they've been on an international break, haven't they? But today they played at the Snow Stadium to the London Bees, and another win, 5-0 this time. That is six from six. Uh, top of the league. Ipswich have also won six uh, from their six. Um, but we top them by uh, six goals. So, I mean, they're banging in the goals as well. I mean, if we've won two games 9-0 and we've, you know, we just beat uh, London Bees 5-0, it just goes to show that Ipswich are banging in some goals as well because the goal difference is, is pretty close. Yeah, it just shows that the, the rift in uh, quality in that league. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, Southampton women, are they're, they're the creme de la monde. <laughs> Yes, very well done. Um, next up, Kevin, they've got Keensham Town. Do you know where Keensham is? Little geography question for you. Ooh, I, I don't know where it's. I know. I had to check this because I didn't know. It's actually Bath, Somerset area. Oh, okay. So there you go. I taught you something. Um, that's uh, next Sunday. It's another third, uh, a two p.m. kickoff as usual. Yes. Okay. Uh, so anyway, Sheffield United. <laughs> You dozy little twonk, Rodney. OK, Kevin, uh, Carabao Cup. Third round, Sheffield United, Bramall Lane, 2-2. Uh, won 41 penalties, of course. Uh, debut goals from Ibrahim Diallo and Mohamed Salisu. Ender Stevens uh, with theirs and that Ollie McBurney. Ugh, hate him. Uh, Fraser Forster with two crucial penalty saves to put us into the fourth round. Good stuff. Um, now... As we expected, Kev, lots and lots of changes. Nine of them are coming in. Uh, Forster, great effect. Valerie, Lianco, Salisu, Perro, Diallo, Teller, Gianepo and Broya. Only Redmond and Romeu kept their places from the league game. I was really happy to see Teller back in there, Kevin. And, and Broya get the start. Of course, big phrase as well. Finally able to get a first look at Lianco. Uh, and by all accounts, it wasn't a great start to his Saints career, was it, Kevin? Not at all, by any measure. Now, this game wasn't live, was it? So we, we couldn't watch it. So I'm just going to discuss the main topics from, from the highlights that I saw in this one. Um, firstly, the, the end of Stevens' goal. It was just just a low cross one at Stevens, all alone at the back post and an easy finish. We were just all over the place there. Yeah, there was a little bit of pressure early on. I mean, we, we did have um, 
odd couple of chances you'd think that would be the team that would be dominating. But yeah, on their first real major chance, um, Perot beaten quite easily on the wing and uh, Jaden Bogle managed to find Ender Stevens and it's just, yes, yeah, a little low left foot shot in there. That, that was a big worry. Uh, so um, much space, wasn't there? So yeah. Why, why is no one watching in? I mean, it's a sign of things to come, and the defence was all over the place, but it did make for quite a, an exciting and open match. I, did, I listened to it uh, live on Radio Silent. Uh, oh, Joe Tessum. With the, yeah, I, I mean, I love uh, Dave Merrington and uh, Adam Blackmore, but yeah, Joe Tessum's an interesting choice of commentator. Uh, but then, Kevin, the equaliser, Diallo, first goal for the club, a nice, easy header from um, a Romeo Cross. Yeah, I mean, he had a couple of chances leading up to that, just within a few minutes. Diallo was getting all over the place. He was um, he had a crack from distance uh, about 20 minutes in, and then... Uh, Missed from close range just before that um, that goal. And, yeah, clever play from Valerie just to lay the ball off to Romeo. And um, lovely, lovely cross from Romeo. And, What's yeah, Diallo guides a nice little header just uh, inside the post from the centre of the box. But, um, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't the strongest or, you know, heaviest of ever headers. I think if Romeo had hit that, it would have um, had more force and it just sort of just floated in. Seemed to go stay in the air for a while, didn't it? Mm. Uh, but, but Sheffield United had their chances, Kevin. I mean, Lianco was caught, caught in possession. Well, he was quite a bit. Uh, and Dai puts the ball through Salisu's legs and he sticks it wide. I remember seeing that one thinking, my goodness, that, you know, if this is a Premier League side in form, then they could get six or seven against us. I think uh, they must have looked at uh, Lianco and saw him as the weakest link. Just you put enough pressure on him, it's his debut. Um, he hasn't played in uh, England before, doesn't really know this type of football that Sheffield United like to play. I just brutalised them. Yeah, it was uh, what they had to do, I guess. Uh, but Silesu gets on the score sheet for the first time too. Uh, a low cross into a busy box and Salisu's just in front of everybody else uh, and just a little tap. So t- two, one, it was, yeah, lovely. Love the celebration too. Yeah. yeah it was definitely, I mean, both of them got their first goal for Saints. I think Diallo said after the match, it's his first goal that he'd ever scored. Oh, is that right? I didn't know that. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Ralph didn't even know that. Oh. Um, it was a good goal. Uh, Teller again, uh, I don't think Teller's performance Definitely uh, says that he should be starting. Neither does Nathan Redmond's, but, you know. Well, yeah, I mean, Ralph seems to rely on him for something. He sees something there that we don't, but... I think they're just trying to take the pressure off himself by putting Redmond in the firing line. Oh, God, he's the full guy. I feel sorry for him. Yeah, he was still open. I mean, it was Ollie McBurney versus Lianco. That, that looked like a kind of heavyweight battle. I was surprised that neither of them got sent off, to be honest. Uh, Probably should have done, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, they, they both got booked in that little weird ruckus that happened in the middle of the first half. And, yeah, McBurney definitely should have been booked later on. Lianco um, had a quite dodgy challenge just before he got hooked off. A <laughs> quite timely yeah. substitution. It's his dodgy pass to towards James Ward Prowse that gives mm. the ball away Goodness for their me. second goal. Criminal. That's fucking awful. I mean <laughs> What a plonker. 
Yeah, 42 carat plonker. Yeah, just awful. What a shock. I mean, they, they couldn't stop talking about that for the rest of the match. It was just absolutely yeah, shocking. But I mean, that, that's the price you pay when you, you know start trying to play out from the back against a really physical side like Sheffield United. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. And it, there was a, a bright spark from Perro on the on the wing when he swung in that pinpoint cross uh, to Shea Adams. Um, that was fantastic, and he probably should have scored that one. I mean, I don't think it's on Shea. It was an absolute miracle save from their keeper. Of course, yeah. Um, why not? Fodingham? Fotheringham, <laughs> uh, yeah. Fotheringham, yeah. I've just written it down strangely but yeah I mean it was just point blank range he's managed to tip it around the post yeah it's almost as if we need someone to put the ball in the box in Premier League games but you know <laughs> can't expect that much can I? um so it was 2-2 and it went it went to a penalty shootout of course um and I'll, I'll give you the scorers just just quickly James Woodprow scored his uh, Norwood scores for them Adams scores for us Brewster was saved done that little those little steps and his run up which yeah. i know that you like Kev. <laughs> yes <laughs> and i love brewster so much so yeah i yeah. was um, really <laughs> sad that his, his pen was saved uh, and then broyer had it saved when osborne scored put it back level again uh, diallo scored that was a lovely pen by the way Fair play to uh, and then mcburney yeah saved gutted and then Romeu scores the deciding penalty so yeah that that was it uh we go through uh to the fourth round and ultimately play Chelsea um but Kev Lianco not the best of starts for him as we said caught in possession quite a bit gave the ball away solely responsible for that second goal but look I mean we, we, we've got to be patient with him haven't we? it's his first game in English football he doesn't speak the language either it's um slightly different you could say to the Italian league but, Hello, but I mean, we're, we're here for it, right? We're, we're, we're here for it. It's it's going to take time, especially for a centre-half. It took Salisu some time. It's still taking oh, him time. Sure. <laughs> yes, yeah, I mean, it's taken any of the defenders' time. But he got away, well, not scot-free, but he got away fairly lightly. I mean, that's a performance that you probably can forget. If he had got sent off, then, uh, yeah, that might have been a bit more difficult for him. But, yeah, I mean, Dawdling in the first half got robbed by Ndai. Um, McBurney just making him making his life hell throughout the first half, and then in the second, uh, he got moved into the right of a back three. Just I think just to take him away from that confrontation with McBurney, and then give give him a bit more cover um, in the form of Romeo. But yeah, on the whole, shaky debut. Yeah, I, I just hope that he gets another chance. Although you know, I, you don't want to put him in for a Premier League match, do you? And our next cup game's against Chelsea, so let's hope we get an easy draw oh. in the FA Cup and then oh, goodness me. Yeah. give him a confidence-boosting game. Yeah. Man of the match, Kev. It's a little difficult to judge because, you know, we didn't watch the game. We're only going on highlights. From what I saw, um, Perro looked good uh, in the you know brief bits that I saw. Uh, a few overlaps with Gineppo again. It looked like they were striking up a good partnership. Uh, put that beautiful cross in also, but... I'm gonna I'm gonna have to give it to Forster for his penalty saves and you know he's the reason we're in the next round after all, you know pressure on him too because he slipped back down the pecking order behind McCarthy, and you know one more slip could be costly for him so, and you can't blame him for the goals that they scored either so, yeah he's the reason that we're, we're there so Fraser Forster is the man of the match for me. 
Fair play to you, yeah. I mean, the, for me, it was a tough up, toss up. <laughs> toss up. <laughs> McBurney! <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, nerve to bat. Um, yeah, it was a toss up between Big Phrase and Diallo. Uh, I, I did want to give it to Big Phrase because he did pull off uh, two saves in the penalty shootout and kept us in the cup. Um, he did let in two, but on the other hand, he was let down by the defence in front of him. Um, but again, first goal in his career, and I think on the whole, a uh, performance that's difficult to to sniff at, to be honest. Um, yeah, a lot of other players came in for a lot of criticism. I mean, but aside from Lianco, um, Valerie just looked lost. Um, didn't really link up with Teller as well as Perot and Gineppo did. Uh, Breuer was just completely invisible. But, um, yeah, two goals from very unexpected places from Salisu and uh, Diallo. So, yeah, I really want to give it to Ibra. Okay, that's brilliant. Uh, Yeah, as I said, on to the fourth round where we meet Chelsea at Stamford Bridge. Twice to the bridge in a month. Great. But, uh, Bain-Marie, Bain-Marie, Kevin, there's another game this week. Um, And it was just now. Wolves, 1-0 loss, a goal from Raul Jimenez after 61 minutes. It just had to be him, didn't it? It had to be. Uh, just the one change from that City draw, obviously loads from the from the Sheffield United game, but the one enforced change, Silesu comes in for Stevens, which we expected. Kevin, looking at this lineup, Ralph had to stick with what worked against City, right? Yeah. Why Redmond? <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is the eternal question, isn't it? I mean, I, su- I suppose the only shock was for them really because Adama Traore was on the bench and I'm sure Livramento was pleased with that. Yeah, I did hear a rumour that he was injured or something. Oh. A knock or something, but um, yeah, he was in the squad, so it can't can't have been true. Yeah, I was I was surprised that he was on the bench. In all honesty, um, right, okay, Mush, uh, shit, first half really wasn't it? It wasn't a lot to discuss aside from the, the first twenty seconds, I suppose. Nelson Semedo gets clear and. Forces a save from Maka. Yeah, I mean, that was like within the first couple of minutes, wasn't it? Yeah, 45 seconds in, yeah. Wow, yeah. I mean, if I was in the stadium, I probably would have missed that, wouldn't I? (laughs) (laughs) That's true, yeah. Yeah, I I mean, I've got so many notes here, but to be honest, I can't really remember much of it. It was was quite quite dull. Yeah, I mean, Armstrong was, was looking much better in the first half than he did in the second. Well, I mean, from what I saw, I don't I mean, a lot lot of turnovers for both sides. It was a lot of um, slow build up from the back. Uh, and as soon as they get into the final third, it was given away and the other team would have a go. So it, it's it was cagey. It was very even. And it, it just goes to show that both teams were really struggling to find the net. And I think this was the the. the the result of it, and even at half time, I said to I said to Alex actually, this has got nil nil written all over it because I can't see anybody scoring. And you felt if a goal was going to come, it was going to come from a major major mistake. Yeah, which it did. Which it did, yeah. And I, I mean, Romeo, I thought looked uncharacteristically poor today. I thought he gave the ball away a lot. I thought he was dallying on the ball. Yeah, I just I just felt that. The, the, on the whole, we just weren't doing enough. I mean, it's the same story, isn't it, with Saints? They never seem to be... You can have all the possession that you want, and as soon as you get into that final third, they look absolutely clueless. 
And to be fair, Wolves were that as well. Yeah, I mean, in the first half especially, it did look like anybody's game. And it wasn't really end-to-end stuff. It was sort of middle-to-middle stuff or That's it, back, yeah. backward-to-sideways stuff. Um, I mean, I don't know where that high press has gone and the, the high line and the counter-attacks. I mean, whenever we got possession, you know, rather than send it forward quickly... Like Ralph likes, just yeah. Laboured, yeah. It was like a Claude Puel era. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. I think the only time that we did the high press was when Jose Sarr touched the ball, when you could see that you know Adams and, and Armstrong were were closing him down. But other than that, no, it was there wasn't enough of it. Not not enough urgency. But just before the half, I felt like it was swinging our way a little bit more. We had obviously we had more possession. The crowd was getting louder. And, you know, I thought we could grab one before the break. And I, and I thought we did when, when Redmond put it in, in off the bar, but it was flagged offside. Yeah, it was offside. Yeah, I mean, that, that's the story of it, really. I mean, there's, there, there weren't many chances. And to be, to be fair to Redmond, uh, the, the crosses he did manage to get in the box. I mean, when he did, there wasn't really anyone there to meet them anyway. That's the story, yeah. Uh, people, yeah, the, uh, Armstrong and Che just, just not getting into spaces. Um, seemed to be sticking too close to the defenders and you're not going to get through them. I mean, Wolves, to be fair to them, quite good in defence. Yeah, but they didn't have to be any better, did they, really? And, you know, at, at the half, we, we I thought we were the better side. We had more chances and I can't think of McCarthy doing anything other than that early Semedo shot. But whenever we had the ball in those wide positions, we were just like, it was like hitting and hoping. And making it easy yeah. for Wolves to deal with. So you say they were dealing well defensively. I mean, it wasn't difficult for them because we just didn't have that urgency. It's like we cross a line when we get to that section of the pitch and it's just like, oh, what do we do? Hmm. Yeah. Or you Switch just to play. Them. Let's go backwards. Or we just hoof it into the box and let them yeah, head, head a clip. And then, yeah. yeah, there's no one there to meet it. So, yeah. It's clueless. Need, Absolutely need... clueless. Needs, I mean, we thought that Armstrong was a replacement for Danny Ings and, uh, you know, judging from his first couple of performances, we thought, well, we might be onto something here because he seemed to play in a similar way. But, you know, you know that Danny would be getting into the, those those spaces. We just need someone willing to pull the trigger. Yeah, there was a lot of occasions where, the, where we had the ball just outside the box and we were shouting, shoot, uh, and it was just like it was closed down quickly enough and then it was just like, yeah, turn around, switch the play. And then it ends well, up going uh, go, going back to Salisi or something like that. Well, that I mean that got to ridiculous on uh, that shouting shoot when Prousey or Romelu get it thirty yards out. I mean that's not constructive, is it? <laughs> well, no, because uh, Romelu did have a shot, didn't he? And it went wildly over. That well, was... I think the commentators that I was watching said they almost hit the scoreboard. Yeah, <laughs> it probably did. Um, uh, but yeah, it, it, second half was better. It was better and it did look like something was going to happen. It was quite end to end. It was more urgent. I guess the players decided that they needed to, to actually make something happen. And Wolves did. Uh, goal kick from Saar went straight to Jimenez, uh, making our centre-backs look awful. Bednarek just not strong enough there. Just made to look like a mug. And Salisu. Uh, and then Salisu. Yeah, just, oh, goodness me. What, what happened there? I mean, each of them was beaten by Jimenez twice. <laughs> uh, I mean, fantastic finish. Uh, catapult in a, into the back of the net. Um, don't think you really blame Mac for that. 
But yeah, you, you think they, they had four chances to stop him and they couldn't. It's always the way, though, isn't it? Yep. Oh, and then they made the substitu- some substitutions. Uh, G- Gineppo, Broya, come on for Adams and, and Redmond. I got to say, I was confused by the subs. Oh, you, you're not the only one. This is a recurring theme, isn't it? But um, Redmond comes off. Okay, for Gineppo. I'd accept that. Redmond wasn't effective. Gineppo, he's got that sort of X factor. But um, just as Adams was starting to look a bit of a threat, Graf takes him off. Brings Breyer on. Brings Breyer on, who didn't really do that much. He didn't do anything. And he didn't do anything, like you said, against Sheffield United either. It looks like he was riding high on on that Newport game still. Is he resting on his laurels, you think? He did have a nice little run. Uh, on the counter after yes we got I think they had a corner didn't they um, it was cleared up to him uh, yeah Saar reads it quite early and just rushes out to punch it away or whatever. yeah that's right he did well with that keeper keeper did well Wolves Wolves keeper Saar yeah he did, he did yeah he's a well. good keeper mm-hmm. yeah they lost uh, Rui Patricio Rui Pat. Uh. Rui Pat yeah and they bring him in now Kevin I know time wasting is part of the game I mean everybody does it <laughs> Yep. But I don't remember there being a worse case than this for me. I mean, is it, was it just me? Because Wolves were sh- well, it's shameful. It was from 70 minutes they slowed everything down. I think Marcel had cramp about four or five times. Saar was a bloody disgrace there, and the referee was just letting it happen too. That was so frustrating because they oh, it, it's almost like the referees don't know it happens. Yeah, but, I mean. It's, you get, have it, it's normally the keeper, isn't it? They get booked for time wasting and taking a goal kick or something like that. But um, if you've got a player down, it's difficult, isn't it? To drag him off the him fucking in. pitch. <laughs> Let <laughs> yes. him have treatment off the pitch and carry on the game. If you're going to stop the game like that, there was nothing wrong with him. Absolutely nothing wrong with him. If you're going to slow the game down like that, get off the pitch and go down a man for a minute. You're right. Yeah, there was some. More more cramp on there than uh, Everest expedition. Yeah, I thought um, I thought uh, Ruben Neves was down with cramp as well, but it turns out I was like, what the hell was it? He's only just come on. He ain't got cramp. Then I realised it was um, <laughs> Tinio. I thought it was him instead, and I thought, oh okay, I let him off, but because he's been playing. But he, they, they they were just it was Kev. It was to me worst case of time wasting I think I've ever seen. Well, I mean, they must have just looked at Brentford's performance against them before this match and said like, learn from them. <laughs> yeah. shit house the way to a victory yeah it worked it worked um another substitution which had me very very surprised there kyle walker peters off shane long on interesting one kev not teller but shane long yeah i mean as much as i am a fan of shane long like me uh desperate he, well. <laughs> he did yeah and uh he managed to put it behind for a corner so decent uh decent build-up Gineppo was a nice little flick, and um, Salisa, of all people, puts it across to him. And you How frustrating get... was Gineppo, though? Not as frustrating as Redmond, I'd say. I don't know, because uh, can he pass? Has he, he's, has he got that in his locker? Because everything that he was doing was going straight to a black shirt. It was so frustrating. I just, ah. Oh. If he doesn't have time to think about it, he can do it. Yeah. They give him too much time on the ball and he'll end up in the side netting. Yeah. I mean, I, I heard a fan say on the way home that Ralph clearly doesn't care about this team enough now because, you know, making subs like that, it's almost as if he's given up. Shane Long for Walker Peters with, you know, you've got Nathan Teller on the bench. 
you know what what's what's he doing you know why do you think he's just he's he's had enough now Ralph no yeah. I don't think he's the sort of person to give up like that it just seems very strange to me it's just like he's not been included at all uh, this season and then all of a sudden you, you need you desperately need a goal and you bring on someone who's as cold as Shane Long oh, it's a toughie isn't it I mean I tell her I mean he's he's had a couple of goals hasn't he um and he got a couple towards the end of last season as well a Shane Long I can't remember the last time he scored probably that Watford one after seven seconds it was that mm, long oh right I don't um, know I don't know he scored recently with his cock didn't he <laughs> yeah uh, but yeah, that was it. You know, Wolves limped over the line, more um, time wasting. Um, they got there in the end. Uh, and I said last week, Kevin, that these are the sort of games that we fuck up. And I was right because we needed this win badly. Uh, we have no goals again. And it's a huge problem now from from last week. Right. OK, we looked good. We looked at it and thought, OK, we've just got a point off of Man City in their own backyard. You know, and then on Tuesday we, we were into the next round of the um, Carabao Cup. Um, at what point do we need to look at ourselves and say we're just not good enough for this league at the moment? Uh, and it's, it, we're in trouble this season now. I know it's September, and I know it's really I'm not I'm not going to say it, but I said at the start of the season where we were going to finish. We can't score, we can't create enough, and this is a massive, massive problem. It, we're feeling the effects of Danny Ings. Yeah, I think the results up to this match have been. Decent. The performances haven't necessarily been blistering, but that lack of goals is definitely catching up on us now. And yeah, something needs to happen. Um, I don't see it happen against Chelsea, but those fixtures in October, the other fixtures in October, um, yeah, something needs to come out of that. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, have you got any stats for this game, Kevin? Uh, just the basics. Um, yeah, how many shots do you think we had? Uh, four. <laughs> well, Wolves had four. We had 18. Really? Mm. My goodness, I don't remember that. <laughs> Are you sure you're looking at the right thing? <laughs> oh, sorry, this is Manchester City. Um, <laughs> six. It was six, yeah. Because um, I think at one point it, it was a 2-1 shots on target. And then very quickly, we had quite a few shots in succession. That's right. Putting a bit of pressure on. Sarah had a double save, didn't he, at one point? Yeah. Yeah, that that, that was... Um, we didn't talk about that, did we? Oh, because it didn't go in, that's why. See, it's a game like this just, just completely throws me off. Completely views yeah. all enthusiasm for everything that yeah. I hold dear. Um, life. <laughs> life in general, yeah. So we had six shots on target uh, to their three... Uh, that's that's the most frustrating bit, I think. Um, did control possession fifty-seven percent, and and that's about it. I don't have XG. No, I, I can't imagine it being very very high. Well, there's no I, eighteen shots. Yeah. Oh, I don't even want to look. Man of the match, Kev. This is going to be a, a difficult one. I'm not sure, to be honest. Um, I've I've definitely got a candidate. Okay. Would you like to share your candidate? Um, yeah, Tino Livramento. He's uh, mine. He's mine too. So. Yeah, I mean, you know, my criteria is normally who gets me out of my seat the most, and um, yeah, from, from what I could hear, the crowd was all shouting his name. Yeah. And yeah, some like, well, just the usual Tino performance, great runs, beating the wingers. Some nasty tackles as well. 
Yeah, yeah, brutal. And um, I mean, he just didn't do like a sort of 360 like dribble yes. around someone. Yeah, that was brilliant. I think it was. Um, <laughs> I think it was. Was it Traore at that point? Had he been on the field by then? Or was it? No, it might have been Raúl Jiménez actually. He was like gunning him down, and he went one way, then he went the other, then he went back on himself and hoofed the ball up the wing to um uh, Elianusi, I believe. But yeah, it was um it was great. I thought. I thought he yeah. To me, he looked the best with the ball. That was simple as that. And I thought he did those tackles as well. And he had that shot, which was saved, which I thought was in for one minute. Um, I think I was just like urging it to, to, to go in more so. But yeah, um, I, 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 Kev, personally, I think that we need to play him further forward in place of Elianusi. Put Kyle Walker-Peters back to right back and then play Perot and Gineppo down that left. I like Perot and Jeff and Gineppo as a combination. And yeah, I think... You know, Ralph's got to try something to to upset teams because, I mean, the, his play. I mean, he, he like you say, he's he did his job. He put in the work. Uh, it's just yeah, the end product's not there. But you think yeah, maybe getting him a bit further up, he'd be able to get better crosses into the box, and I don't know, maybe even have a crack himself. Absolutely. Well, he did, didn't he? Yeah, but I mean, he hasn't scored yet, has he? He has not, no. Okay, so that leaves us 16th now, four points, no wins, four draws and two losses. Uh, with Chelsea at Stamford Bridge next week. So, yeah, good. Okay, good stuff. No. Uh, you know, I mean, yesterday I was watching the matches that were um, going, and if I think if Burnley had scored a couple more, we would have been in the relegation zone going into this match. Somehow we're outside of it, despite losing today. Well, I mean, hold that thought because, I mean, Newcastle, Leeds, Burnley and Norwich are below us, right? Uh, Norwich play Burnley next week. Uh, Leeds have got Watford uh, and Newcastle have got Wolves. We're in trouble. (laughs) We're in trouble. We need to be winning these games because it will all come back to this. It will come back to this, these sorts of games and that that this will haunt us. I'd say it all the time. But yeah. Um, Right. Okay. Should we uh, should we look ahead for Chelsea? Go on then. You stupid old git. Okay, we want to welcome back Tim. Uh, this week he's here. Last week you were not. <laughs> How are you, Tim? Hi, right, Dave. Uh, <laughs> things are pretty well. I guess we can uh, share the fun now that uh, we're all excited that I'm heading on over to the UK here. In just about six weeks or so, we'll be there for the November 5th game. Looks like a Friday night game against Villa at home with Danny Ings return. Mm, spicy. Sparks uh-huh. are going to fly. It's Sparks exciting. Sparks are certainly going to fly. It's firework night as well. So Yes, and hopefully you bring some luck with you because we're lacking it at the moment. And that, that game today was just a little bit, well, a little bit frustrating to say the least. That was way more than a little frustrating. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, but I'm sitting yeah. there and I'm just like, oh, I'm, play- I'm playing it down a bit. Me and Kev have had our say. So. It was mostly so. just sighing into the microphone. Yeah. Just uh, if, if you could see me, my head is in my hands. <laughs> like, it, like it was at, at the stadium, to be honest, as well. But yeah. Um, anyway, Tim, we have Chelsea next week. It doesn't get any easier. Um, that is Saturday, the 2nd of October. 3 p.m. kickoff at Stamford Bridge. What is their nickname? The Blues. Yes, or? Bitch on a pension. Yeah, pensioners, yeah, well done, Kev. I'll take that. Uh, famous fans? Roman Abramovich. <laughs> Does he count as a fan? Um, hang on. 
Ah, you're not going to cheat, no, are you? No. You're not going to. You're not going to look. Nah, go on and again, give me clues. Actor, you're only supposed to blow the bloody doors off. Michael Caine. <laughs> Michael Caine, of course. <laughs> Sir Michael Caine, I love you know. Double act with Frost, based. Um, oh, Tim from Space. Oh God. Um, Simon oh, Pegg. Simon Pegg, yeah. Uh, former Conservative Prime Minister. John Major. Yes, John Major. Well done. Uh, celebrity Chef. Gordon fucking Ramsay. Yeah, well done. And I got um, Sir Richard Attenborough or Lord Attenborough. I don't know what he is. Um, anyway, now nobody cares again because we go on this little uh, little tangent. Uh, Tim. Uh, yeah, they've switched off now. Yeah. Uh, well, I have to stay on for, to listen to our um, Only Fools and Horses end theme because, yeah, it's definitely worth it. Uh, Tim, Chelsea, uh, they've got the players, they've got the manager. Make no mistake, they are challenging for the title. I know they lost uh, at, um, at home to Man City yesterday, but, I mean, they are still going to be challenging for this title right to the end, I believe, and... Surprisingly, our record at Stamford Bridge is not that bad at all. I mean, it was that 3-3 thriller last year and, you know, 2-0 winners in 2019. Last time we lost there, it was December 2017. Now, I had to check that twice because it didn't seem right to me. But can we cause another upset here, Tim? I'm going to take the optimistic route. And when last time we talked, we were talking about Man City and using this as a buffer game between... Uh, when they had to play Leipzig right before and then had to bridge into us. So feeling like we were the trap game or not, I guess the, the equivalent of a trap game, basically the butter game between all of their UCL bouts. So on Wednesday, they are playing Juventus away. So I feel that their focus right now, and they are not looking at us as an opportunity, and I feel that Man City itself – uh, was a situation where it got into Pep's head. It got into that, and Ralph, all Ralph did was prepare and lock down a defense, and that's why we were able to hold it 0-0. Now, that was at the detriment to our attack, and I think we're realizing now that our attack is pretty bleak. And But seeing that Chelsea having that 5-2-3 or 3-5-2 formation uh, – I think we're still have an opportunity to get a, to get a draw here, get to get a draw away, and that would not be upsetting to me in any bit. So seeing all that, watch will get thrashed like six one or something stupid, and I'm <laughs> yeah. just going to eat my eat my own words. But, but do we have a chance? Yes, because we had that uh, the game like I said with two zero where Obafemi had that real just opposite footed shot when we had a rotated squad in over the holiday break. Yeah, that was and Boxing Day, had, I believe. Yeah. Yes, it was. And then now we have the uh, yeah we had the three three uh, draw last where we had the last second with the Vestigard header. Mm. And what is our what is the realistic outcome that we will lose? But. Uh, I'm actually going to take the optimistic route and actually think, well, we will get a draw. So in my prediction later, that's where uh spoiler alert. So looking at that, he's got tons of flexibility. Normally they play a five, two, three formation or like kind of like a three, five, two uh, expect to see some rotation going in because you'll, uh, it actually is the game right before the international break. But even with that, their focus is still on, on Juventus, and I think you'll see individuals looking for that rotation. So uh, that's CHO, so Hudson Adoy, Chalaba, who's had a really good, who's been really good, and even Chilwell potentially as an opportunity, uh, even though Alonso seems to have solidified that left wing back spot there. Now they could also push for more of a high attack 
attacking 4-3-3. Um, who knows? It's a little bit all over the place. Tuchel is great at being able to flexing his squad. And since he's come in, he's locked down that defense. So we'll see what happens. I think they'll still stick with that more of that 5-2-3. But with that 5-2-3, the right wing back would be uh, would be Hudson Adoy because he is much more of attacking presence. So looking at their formation, uh, seeing now that they are third, yeah, they're sitting third on 13 points. Uh, they won't rotate all that much, but they'll still rotate a little bit. Uh, Mendy and I'll take, I'll tell, I'm going to take Chilwell. I'll be a kind of a soft, uh, mm. uh, soft guess that they'll uh, t- they'll rotate. Then we're going to look at somebody like Christensen and Rudiger. I think this is an opportunity for them to. For, for them to sit uh, Tiago Silva, Azpilicueta will be that right back at, along with CHO uh, with Hudson Adoy, um, just because I think they're going get, to be getting so far up that they can they can do that. I also think for the rotation, this is where Saul will come in, but if he doesn't, it's Kovacic and Jorginho. And then we're going to look at a very attacking lineup of like Ziyech, uh, Havertz and Lukaku or something like that, or even Warner, some just kind of rotation. They have a, their depth is ridiculous. It's disgusting. And their second team is stronger than our first team. Yeah. They could put Tuchel out as well. Couldn't they? He could play himself yeah. and they'd still come out with yeah. a win. Absolutely. Yeah. So we're, we're looking at, uh, what's the key battle. It's going to be, or it's the center backs. Cause we pretty much know now that it's going to be Salisu and Bednarik. Uh, one of the things that I saw was Romeo was dropping back significantly, even and then splitting the center backs to kind of get that possession and get going forward. Uh, out of the four, if we looked at uh, last year, Vestigard and Stevens were kind of like-minded where they had the passing, and then you had the blocker, which uh, or kind of the 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 bruise the bruiser, uh, whatever the bulldozer. So that's Salisu and Benaric. So right now we're going to look at we're not looking at very good um, passing or movement going forward from them. Uh, but if they are able to stop and hold down Lukaku, Salisu can then solidify himself as is is a damn good center back. And we'll see what happens. It's tough, but full faith that we can get a draw out of this, but the realistic would not be that way. And I think our formation is going to stay the same today. I don't think we're going to rotate one bit. I think Ralph is going to stick with the same thing, and we're going to, so we're going to try rather than a 4-1-4-1 that we did with West Ham. Predictions then. I'm guessing, well, Tim, you can go first, actually, because you've already predicted yeah. a draw. So um, tell us, is it going to be a score draw? Uh, it's going to be 4-0. Chelsea's going to win. It's a, it's a... <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, t- I, I'm sticking with what I'm saying. It's a 1-1. Fucking hell. You're, I don't know where you're getting your confidence from. I really don't. Uh, Alex is going for 1-0 Chelsea. Again, I don't know where he's getting his confidence from. Kevin, what are you going with? Well, apparently I'm very confident. <laughs> OK, are you going 1-0? Yes. Chelsea. That is very, very confident. 1-0 Chelsea. We're going to get absolutely spanked. I I think... I, I can't even see us scoring um, like, like today. I never saw us scoring a goal. Um, we're struggling to do that. We're struggling to move the ball past the, the certain final third and i can't see anything other than a big chelsea win so i'm gonna i'm gonna take a three nil chelsea win right yeah that put that put us four games without a goal yeah 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 and and you know you look at the, t- the teams around us all the games that that are, that are happening between them we could be in the relegation zone before the international break and then you know you, you just think about how 
crucial those games against Watford and Burnley are going to be. Gemma is going for a nil-nil, Kev. She's sticking to her word then, eh? She's doing it. She's going nil-nil. What about Marina and Abby? 2-0, Chelsea is going to win. <laughs> Tim just um, answered. <laughs> just said it for me. Well, Tim said for both. Yeah, she's also going 2-0. Oh, brilliant. Tim, uh, thanks, mate. Thanks again for joining us. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. <laughs> no. No problem. Um, and we will see you soon. See you soon, yeah. Hope so. Looking forward to it. You dipstick. Uh, welcome back to the Extra Time segment. We start with uh, predictions. Uh, so Wolves then. I, I said 1-1. One, one. Uh, you said 2-0 Saints. Tim said 2-1 Wolves. Um, and Alex said 2-0. Sorry, Tim said 2-1 Saints. And Alex had two nil Saints. So again, no one scores any points again. But I just want to say I was closest. Nine points to me, nine points to you, six to Tim and two to Alex. Um, wife Wars, Kevin? I mean, it's a similar story there. Um, done over our better halves, bettered our predictions. Uh, so it's all unchanged uh, Marina on nine, Gemma on eight, Abby and Caitlin on six. Blended. Uh, Super six. Uh, you could still join the league, by the way, if you want the code. Ask me for it, or I could just give it here, actually. Uh, YZLCSM. Um, your points will be rolled over, no problem, so don't worry. Uh, round 10 was won by Laura Maratzing uh, and Stuart Porteous with 17 points apiece, leaving the overall lead. Uh, Colin Carter on 94 uh, fantasy football, Kevin. I mean, I'm still shit, but I'm slightly more pr- proud of my results here uh, this time. A uh, few goals in here. Uh, Tony and uh, St. Maximan and Salah all, all back in a goal. And I, both of my keepers kept clean sheets. I wish I could have both of them in. Uh, well, you could have if you'd have done the boost, uh, the bench boost. Yeah, but uh, oh, Jesus, I've got, I need, need subs. Uh, I've got players who aren't even playing. Mason Mount and Konstantinos Simakas. But yeah, on the whole, I, I think it's taking a little bit of better shape. Um, I'm still shite, though. Uh, at the bottom of that. Uh, oh, no, no, I'm not at the bottom. Fucking hell, Jamie Allen's got an awful team. Um, thank you for not <laughs> for not allowing me to be bottom, Jamie. Freddie's still uh, in havoc at the top. Uh, Ollie Most and Matt Markstone, not far behind on 400 points. Yeah, I can only dream of such big numbers. <laughs> it's Aston Villa, Newcastle United and Bobby Brown's Magical Saints, the top three. Uh, within a few points of each in the 430s. So it'll um, be interesting who comes out top. Uh, Lucy Heiner has been having a couple of other problems. She's got Luke Shaw as well. Ronaldo captain didn't do anything for her this time. Ouch. What about okay. your team? Um, uh, yeah, not very good this week. Um, Rafinha? Uh, yeah, uh, Rafinha, um, Salah, Captain, Tony, same as you pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, Maguire, who got injured. Uh, Bamford, who didn't play, which um, was a shocker. Well, he was out for a while. Yeah, I didn't know. I thought he was in, so I, I had him in. I need to change him now. Um, yeah, uh, I'll have, uh, well, probably Billy Gilmore will come on, who scored none. <laughs> great <laughs> so yeah not, uh, not great not uh, too far to jump in oh okay well then an extra two points 
Yay. Right. Uh, but other than that, pretty shit. Uh, Kevin, do you have a Russian phrase this week? I do. This week's Russian phrase is Durakam Vizyot. Durakam Vizyot. Yeah, that's very good. Durakam Vizyot. Durakam Vizyot. Fools get lucky. <laughs> Okay. Do you want to guess what that why why that's the Russian phrase? No. <laughs> it's what only fools and horses is called in Russian. Is that right? Fools get lucky. <clears throat> yeah. Well, I mean they only get lucky in the last episode, right? Well, the ninety six episode. Okay, yeah, just a reminder before we go, buy me a coffee, uh if you appreciate it. Uh we will appreciate it for sure. Buymeacoffee.com uh, forward slash in that number, just throw a pint at us or anything. Us. Next week, uh, we shall be discussing our trip to Stamford Bridge and previewing our game after the international break at home to Leeds. We'll also award the player and goal of the month uh, for September. So look out for the polls in the week on Twitter. Um, I, do you think we'll have good news to bring? Uh, no, I predicted a 3-1 loss. <laughs> We've got to stay optimistic, mate. Come on, this time next year we'll be Champions League. <laughs> I like it. Okay, but um, until then, up the Saints. Bonjour and up the Bonjour. Saints. Bonjour. Up the Saints. Up oh, my Southampton. What are you going on about, you dipstick? You dozy little twonk, Rodney. <laughs>Got some hot, fast, fan chants and tons and tons of cheesy puns. TV parodies, lonelies and birds and bees. Wife wars, wrong scores and even more. And add a push, some useless Russian phrases from the monster fucking mush. Mush, 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 mush. No Patreon, no XSB. No newsletter, no premium fee. Red and white to the core. We'll be back next week with more. Bless ITN, Viva ITN, long live ITN, say Trebian, ITN, Trebian, ITN, 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 you stupid little bird. Sports Social Podcast Network. A lot is being asked of people working in schools. Teachers have more and more things to do. The shortage of teachers right now, um, you know, having to fill a lot of holes and, and wear a lot of hats, it's, it's very difficult. There are steps you can take to manage stressful times, whether in the classroom or outside of work. For me personally, I can disconnect by just being outside. Laughing. <laughs> Works a lot. Find what helps at cdcfoundation.org slash how right now.